0: Welcome to Dirt Talk, best content in the dirt world. So sick. Number one dirt podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Lori, most people don't even know that you have essentially run the show. How long have you been here? I just had to write down how long all the executives have been here. It's o- over a year.
1: Yeah, a year and like four months.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> the way it kind of played out was me and Dan accidentally created a marketing agency Creative agency. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs>
1: Whoops. We didn't. Yeah,
0: it, it just kinda happened. And then uh, we realized we needed some help operating this whole thing. So then that's when you came to the <laughs>
1: yep.
0: came to the table.
1: That's when I started ruining your life.
0: Yes. And you've essentially for a year and four months ran in the show. Largely. I mean, Dan and I, we put our paws in things here or there.
1: Fingers and pies.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I also feel like there's something of like when you came on, I was like, hey, can you fix this particular problem? And it's like, oh, wait, we have a way bigger thing. Can you fix that instead? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we have a way bigger thing. Can you do that? Yeah. They
1: were like Russian nesting dolls. Well, <laughs> well like we a we, lot of layers. Yeah.
2: We hire Lori, and I was like, okay, good. All of our problems are
0: now solved. <laughs> and then one of the first things she does is sit us down and be like, okay, guys, we Here's need to hire of- another person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Lori, that's why we hired you. <laughs> and it's I'm like, like I so can't now I need do to hire someone this. else? What the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. The first planning meeting that we had in September of last year. Remember? Yeah. I was like, I need a project manager, and you were like, No. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we just told you not like, We just hired you for God's sake. <laughs>
1: I'm like, just trust me. Just <sighs> trust me. And
0: that was it. Was pretty early on. We didn't have too many folks. It was like ten or fifteen.
1: I think I was. I think I was full time employee number thirteen or something like that. Sure. Yeah. The luckiest number.
0: Thirteen. Yeah, and uh, uh, you came from Chase. Mm-hmm. Chase has, if if anybody's seen the branding work we've done, uh, Chase is the mastermind by, behind all of it. Build a brand, every partner brand we've ever touched.
1: So incredibly talented.
0: Crazy talented. And you worked with Chase. Chase found you, brought you to us. We, even though you had just gotten a very good job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lured you over to... <laughs> A startup that has no concept of what we're doing.
1: I don't know how you did that. I really, I, I look back on it sometimes. I'm like, how did this get pulled off? I
0: don't know. Here we are, though.
1: I was at my previous agency before that one for eight years, which, like, in really, in agency terms, is like I was a dinosaur. Like really that, long. it's it's super long. So if that says anything to you about me and loyalty and sticking around for something the idea of me leaving a place after six months was like I think everyone in my life was like what (laughs) wait what this isn't you what are you doing so
0: and we dirt talk dirt world you had no industry experience whatsoever
1: no, I mean, unless you consider, like, my interest in interior design and, like, building houses and
0: Interior design is very similar to moving <laughs> dirt. It's <laughs> it's almost really identical. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're know, into one, you're essentially. into the other. I know.
1: Yeah. I know. That's why I was like, this is a great fit, <clears> I <throat> think. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's why our office turned out so well. I love moving dirt. Mm-hmm. Love the process. Interior design, just natural.
1: Just like a snap.
0: Mm-hmm. It just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did this all myself.
1: I know. I know. And I've been very impressed.
0: Very <laughs> impressed. Yeah, you did all the construction yourself, right? Uh, everything, the whole process.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. All of the decisions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, M- Molly, the entire time, every time I talk about it, she's like, tag me. And I'm like, Molly, I talk about you all the time. <laughs> like, you're getting so much airtime. You don't have to worry about that. You don't that. need to be tagged. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be even. <laughs> um, but you're, your story is interesting because this is what we've had to do with a lot of people is we've hired a lot of agency people who mm-hmm. have spent a lot of time in agencies because we've essentially built an agency. Mm-hmm. It's starting to adjust a little bit, future state. Um, but agency people, by definition, don't have dirt world experience. Mm-hmm. But then dirt world experience is very important at the same time. So it's, it's been a process of a year and a half, two years now figuring out how the hell to blend the two. Because mm-hmm. Dan and I, we had it figured out when we were small. Yeah. The scaling has been very difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember early on, like maybe some of our most heated conversations were about what do we find first, the dirt people and make them marketing people or get marketing people and turn them into dirt people. And I always came from, and it's largely because of my agency experience, nothing has scared me. There isn't a single industry that scares me. Uh, like, I I would never be able to do what it is that I do or what I'm best at if mm-hmm. it was this industry. Nothing scares me. I started in PR, so, like, that's terrifying. Like, the idea of not knowing the inside and outside of every single client that you have and then being responsible for going out and pitching them, right, and trying to get news coverage and that kind of thing, it was scary. But that's that was the beginning of my creative career. So I kind of cut my teeth early with the fearlessness thing yeah, and that kind of led me into, I mean, I've worked in boring finance, like, you know, done creative work for banks and credit unions and hospitals and it just like runs the restaurants, like breweries all over the place. So it's just one of those things that if you find the right people, that's why I was always confident. It's like if I find the right people that have, agency experience that have a little bit of that fearlessness, they will be able to learn, Yeah, you know? So that's been, that's been the key. And I remember early on, you were like, you got to get out in the field. You have to see what this is like. And you were absolutely right. I think at first I was like, I can, I can do this without having to see every little minutia about it. Right. You were right. You were totally right about that. Thank you. That's the only reason I got you
0: on the podcast. That was very hard for me. Yep, and now we have that soundbite forever. Alex. <laughs> we're
1: we're wrapped, we right? That's if all that could, we were trying
0: to get. If to. You could isolate that, <laughs> post it in the full time channel mm-hmm. later okay. today. That'd okay. be great.
1: All right, let's not get carried away. <laughs> um,
0: uh, um, wow, um,
1: <laughs> why is this happening? No one told me I'd be on camera. <laughs> to be to be fair, I wasn't prepared uh, for that. Uh,
0: yeah, you're you're like everybody. We go and shoot out in the field. Uh-huh. Uh, no one told me about this. Yeah. Oh, we were told that everybody knew. Mhm. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Were you are you told cool. Let's be real here. Are you told every time everybody will know?
0: Um yeah, a lot of times. I mean, it depends who you're with. Mhm. But there there's some times where we show up and no one knows knows who the hell we are or what we're trying to do or anything. And it'll be for like a pretty significant video project.
1: Huh. Well, yeah, I I mean, I I hear about that. Yeah. A lot.
0: It's super cool. A lot. Guys. It's, it's, <laughs> that that's been a sticking point for me from the very beginning. Cause I think that's one of our big competitive advantages is really, really understanding the industry. And then that's also one of the big barriers I've had to overcome is the pride in this industry. Like it's been it's it's funny. You I've been on Instagram for enough to have established my credibility with the people that follow me on Instagram. For them to understand, okay, yeah, young kid, but he's doing his best. And and I actually kind of enjoy this. At least that's what I think. And so I don't get all that many negative comments. But then we've gone into YouTube. And then I was reading TikTok comments this morning. Hilarious. (laughs) Just getting shredded. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who the fuck let their 12-year-old on a job site and this and that? (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's what I got originally when I originally started posting on the internet. Totally fair. A very fair assessment. Um, but it's that pride component. They're just very proud. And if you're not one of them, they they really get after you. I don't know what it is.
1: You're not wrong. I I think that what I found, if you, this isn't like to give myself too much credit, but if I'm given like face-to-face time with someone, most of the time, they are able to see that I'm, a human that is genuinely interested in what someone has to say yeah. right like i'm i'm a fairly decent active listener right and and i mean i'm i'm never going to be the person that like i don't know anything about this world and i don't want to know right like i just kind of if you co- if you go into any scenario with some baseline level of curiosity i mean you can't really go wrong, right? Like sure. ultimately these these guys are proud of what it is that they do and if you get them talking about what it is that they do, they're comfortable and they recognize like oh, there's some there's some interest here, right? Like I can have a conversation with this person, I can build a relationship with this person. So yeah. that's I mean that's what I spent the first year doing, like trying to make these guys, regardless of how proud they were or if they saw me as an outsider, make them understand that like I don't want to be an outsider. Like, bring me in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. that, that's that's ultimately what we're here for, right? Build what needs to connect these dots. That's what, that's what we're trying to do here. This is something we've recognized that, you know, the work that's being done is so important and the people that are doing it are so incredible. Why wouldn't you want? to tell everyone about it, right? Like, if, if they aren't comfortable doing it, we can do it. Like, we can help. But you've got to be willing to open up and you've got to be willing to kind of, kind of like, you know, kind of pull the curtains a little bit to show what what this whole entire thing is about for people to start to
0: sure
1: respect and recognize. Totally. You know?
0: Yeah, it's... And they've never done it before. So right. It's, it's a very vulnerable position to be in for them. Totally. They've always just been living under their little rock. It's very nice and cozy under the rock and they sure. kind of want to stay there. Yeah. Most of these people, like most of the people that hire us, they don't necessarily want to even tell their story all that much. They just know that they need to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be on social media. But
0: no. I, I'm pretty sure I have to be. No, but that, but and, and that's what I'm trying to figure out how to wrap my mind around is like, guys, I don't think you understand. This is not some optional thing for business long-term. Right. This is like, Like having a, uh, you know, like creating an LLC or doing accounting. Like this is very fundamental to business now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: This isn't...
1: It's not the olden days anymore. Like,
0: yeah. No, this isn't like nice to have, luxury, bragging. Like, no, this is just the way business is done mm-hmm. in 2021.
1: You don't have to do it, but you're never going to attract new talent. You're sure as shit not going to find the next generation <clears throat> of people to come and backfill your business to no. make sure that the work that you're doing, it keeps being done and being improved upon. Totally. You know?
0: Yeah, the funny thing is, that's how even I figure out about find out about companies. There's so many companies in the United States, so I hear about a lot of them. But I know of most of them from social media. Mm-hmm. So the companies that are on social media, to me... Legit, much bigger than a lot of their competitors who have no presence on social media whatsoever, totally, totally. It's wacky,
1: well, I mean, first half of my creative career was, you know, a large chunk of my career, I will say, is was from the advertising paid side of things, right? And I mean, there's a reason why paid advertisers are after people on social media, right? Like that didn't happen on accident. How many times have you been retargeted with something that you saw? It just shows up on your Instagram and you're like, crap. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> this is just the way that the world works. It it just is what it is. They're, humans are more engaged on social media in different ways than they are with other platforms and other media. It, it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And now you have like multi-device kind of stuff that happens where you're watching TV, you have your phone and you have an iPad that's in front of you. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, I don't do that. And then I look <laughs> around. I'm like, this is a lot of Apple products. Damn it. It's like a lot. <laughs> they got me. They got me. Yeah, yeah. I got my watch. I got my phone. I got my iPad, my <clears throat> laptop. It's ridiculous.
0: No, it's, uh, I mean, that's been the story of our whole company is navigating and getting that respect mm-hmm. from, from day one. And that's like, with the content guys, especially you walk onto a job site with a camera automatically, you're way behind. Mm-hmm. You're way behind. <laughs> and you have to sell yourself to these people before they'll allow you to tell their story. Yep. And you need to do it really, really quickly. I mean, you have like five minutes to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's just a nonstop, nonstop. The cool thing is now, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but enough people now know who we are. Yeah. So when we go on job sites.
1: They recognize the name.
0: They recognize the name. Mm-hmm. Which makes it way easier Mm -hmm. and has opened up a lot of new doors, which is very cool. But even today, like we'll go out to coal mine, no one knows who the hell we are. No one cares who the hell we are. And yet we're there to go create a product to tell their story. It's it's in their best interest to do that. But
1: have you ever have you ever stopped and like talked to any of the guys or or women (laughs) that you might have encountered out in the field and then had them ask you? What Like, how much, if any, of the content that we've shot in the past has been staged? Yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah, but most people know it's not. I think that's why we have the respect of the industry, of the people that know us. Mm -hmm. Because, and this is why I've always been so picky with the details of the photos and videos, because it's like, guys, like, if you use a grinding sound when it's a welding shot, that that cancels out the whole video. The credibility. I, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. It seems like this little detail, but that, that matters. Yeah. Or it's, you know, it's an excavator tracking somewhere, but it's clearly a bulldozer reversing sound. It's, it's just like... Yeah. Um. Uh, that's why I've been so picky. And, and, and I think the industry uh, has responded really well to that. And we've actually gained trust in the industry. In kind of a broad sense because they know we don't stage things. We don't bullshit it. We just show up and get whatever we want to get.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the that question came, I'm just thinking about some of the like unofficial headshots that there have been, right? The photos of the people that are out there. There are some that are just absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. photos. That yeah. the idea that like you just showed up with a camera and just, just stand there like,
0: that's got all, it. That's all of them are.
1: That's all that – I know. It's, But that's – there's something really, really incredible um, about that, right? Like, there's, that doesn't just happen on no. an accident. Like, you've got to have the right eye and sort of, like, lens to be looking through to really – it's, like, it's almost that you can tell with every photo that you or the content guys have been taking over the years. You can tell how much you love that industry. It like comes through on the other side Uh, of the camera. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Yep. That's the only way to do true creative work is you have to be emotionally invested in the work you're creating in the first place. And that's why like the best portraits, I still wish I could, to this, to this day, I don't have the formula nailed down, but there's just portraits that I could look at all day. Like one of them's on the wall out there, guy John Lee. I
1: think Mm. I, I think I'm, I think that that's the picture that's in my mind. I
0: just, it's just, I don't know what it, but I could just fucking look at it all day. And I'm just, I'm just in love with this guy. Like his story's incredible. And watching him work is unbelievable. I could sit there in a lawn chair for eight hours and watch this guy sort wood on the deck. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. I don't know what it is about it, but I'm just so drawn into what this guy does and mm-hmm. how good he is at at his craft. And because I'm emotionally invested, I can then Capture that image in a way that someone who doesn't give a shit about what he's doing couldn't. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm a worse photographer. It's it's just this weird.
1: Yeah, I think so. It, there's something there too. Like this is not meant to be like blowing smoke up your ass in any sort of way.
2: <clears throat> um that's what the whole podcast in general is for. That's dirt talk.
1: That's I know the brand. They they propped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of my speaking points. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, the idea though, so we, we talked for like a hot minute about, um, the blend of the team, you know, the split between people that came from the agency world and maybe didn't have the dirt experience and, you know, in the, in the reverse there. The fact of the matter is that like, even the guys that are out in the field, like not every single one of them came from, from the dirt world. If, if. I mean,
0: no. Angel was doing weddings before,
1: right? Like, yeah. it, what weddings was it? And just skateboarding. Chell?
0: Yeah, skateboarding videos. Yeah, yeah.
1: Chell and Eric, right? Yeah. They're the two. Yeah. And the idea, though, that they are able to capture the same caliber, right? Mm-hmm. Like they their fo- their photos now, their video now, accomplishes that same thing. Is is some is a nod to you, I would say, sure. because that's not something that just happens, right? Like you have to have, you have to have, call it leadership, call it whatever you want, right? Like you've got to have someone to inspire you enough to be able to see that world the same way that they do. Yeah, And that's not, that's not something that you just do. Like it's not, it's not easy to do. So that's yeah. a total credit to you.
0: I don't, for that though, I don't want to take too much credit because I, I'm a big believer in this industry is just fucking cool. Yeah, And so I, you know, like putting you in a skid steer for the first time like that. (laughs) I love, I love that. I love that because you love it. And you're like, this is so, are you kidding me? Like (laughs) they, they just move around in these machines all day and move dirt and have fun. And like, I don't want to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of problems with operating in this and that. And sitting in a machine 12 hours a day, six, seven days a week is a lot different than us having fun in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's a really cool world. It's a really cool industry. And the people are amazing. The machines are amazing. The work is really impactful. And it's its easy to fall in love with it once you are exposed to it. The yeah. problem is most of society is just not exposed to it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I will say it took, it took some time, you know, I traveled with Chase a lot um, in the beginning, I would say, for the first maybe seven or eight months um, doing brand workshops and helping kind of facilitate that. And we always made a point. Well, actually, I can't say always. I would say maybe, maybe a month or two months into um, me being here, we started tacking on a day in the front and a day in the back for us to just spend time with the partner, right? Mm-hmm. Like just spend time derping around with their people, um, even just like hanging out in the office for a second and just like hearing and feeling like, what does this place feel like? Right. That, I mean, that's ultimately for our craft, like the branding side of it, that's, it's so important for you to really feel like, you know, who, not just these people, but who this company is, right? Like, what do they feel like? What do they sound like type of deal? And I remember in the beginning and uh, Chase and I joke about it all the time. We were terrified to just walk up to a guy out on a job site and say like, "Hey, what are you doing?" cuz we didn't want to sound dumb. Yeah. Right? But ultimately, the best conversations we have had with guys out in the field were just because we walked up to them and were like, "Hey, tell me about what you're doing." Like, what it what is this and like what is it with what is it that you're accomplishing within like the scope of the larger project? Sure. Like, can you explain it? And the amount <clears throat> that you learn not just about the craft and like what did it, the actual work, but the human is, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, but it took us getting over that hurdle, right? So I think that that's one of those challenges that it's like a one-way challenge. We've, we've thought about it a lot, like even just from a, from a culture perspective, like how do we bridge the two, right? How do we bridge the dirt people with the agency people, and make sure that we're actually building a culture of like a whole group of people, like one team, not not two siloed teams, right? Yeah. And um, you know, it it's all about it's all about taking that time though and asking and like just spending some time talking to somebody about like what is it that you do here. I think over the last. I don't know, maybe like three or four months, me and Eric have spent more time than we did in the entire like eight months before, right? Like working with each other, talking with each other, grabbing a drink with each other, just randomly talking about stuff. And I think, I mean, this is totally my assumption, but like I I think he has a little bit more of an understanding of who I am, what it is that I do, what it is I bring to the table, and I sure as shit have a, a better understanding of what it is that he brings to the table. And I've been beating that drum left and right. Like, guys, if you if you haven't spent time with him, go spend time with him. He's a character, but he knows his shit.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll learn about every gas station. Each every of the gas station. Yeah.
1: God, he loves he <laughs> loves trash ass food. <laughs> he loves it. You're going to keep that in, right? Oh, it's in. <laughs>
0: Definitely. I'm going to send it to him, just that clip. Hey, Eric Jumper. Hey, Eric. <laughs> Jive Turkey. He loves Wawa. No, I remember like one of the first <laughs> one of the first times you guys, and this is all applicable to just Dirt World in general too, which is why I wanted to have you on, because I think to grow the industry, grow the workforce, we need to bring people in from outside the industry mm-hmm. and give them a pathway to learn about the industry mm-hmm. without feeling like a total piece of shit. hmm um, one of the first times you did that was with Abe mm-hmm. bulk equipment, maybe the first time where you just spent a day driving around was, Burns Harbor steel mill.
1: Yeah. We were tooling around with him with and Abe I, at bulk. Holy crap. There's a photo of me. I don't know why this is everywhere now, but there's a photo <laughs> of me. It's actually, I think it's my LinkedIn photo right now of me laughing at like a table. Yeah. It was me. Tables are hilarious. T- tables are just frigging hilarious. <laughs> I cannot get enough. Man, those tables. They're friggin' hysterical. They're so flat uh-huh. most of the time. Uh-huh. No, it was that was literally my first interaction with Abe. I was sitting across the table with him, and I think I had made a joke about, like, yeah, get used to it. Like, I'm a fast friend, so mm-hmm. whether you want to or not, like, you're my buddy. Tell
0: me
1: about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was awesome. We spent... He, he, he was gracious enough to, he was probably the first partner and only because we just didn't ask. Right. Mm -hmm. But he was our, he was the first partner that took a half of the day and just threw us in the truck and said, I'm going to show you what we do. And just, I mean, the steel mill alone was like, I mean, crazy that I think. One of my dad's first jobs like ever was in a steel mill and he worked for Bethlehem Steel. Oh wow. Which was actually owned yeah. by like the steel mill that we were at used to be a Bethlehem Steel. <clears throat>
0: Bethlehem used to be the big yeah. big dog in town. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm from Buffalo. That's that we were a yeah. steel town. Yeah. So um, but yeah, it, it was amazing. Like just just getting to spend time. And just like hear the way that he was talking and even people interacting with him, right? Like his people, people that weren't his people just driving around the site, the waves here, the waves there, like yeah. it was awesome.
0: Yeah, just the, those are probably my favorite experiences. You drive around with a guy like that and just the love mm-hmm. of this place, mm-hmm. just the, just the pure joy it brings an individual and how much they know about, it. or like, Herb's another good one. Oh my god! Drive around with Herb for a day is is an absolute treat. Drive around to Heath Hanna. Yep. <laughs> and and spend some time with Heath is a total treat. I, you yeah. know, all these everybody. It's just it's just fun mm-hmm. to sit there and pepper them with questions. Yeah. And and just watch them interact with people and shake people's hands and see what kind of questions they ask their people. And and I love observing because that, yeah. that's what I've done since I was a little kid. I I'd, I'd observe friends' parents and how they'd interact with people and this this kind of thing. So just observing these guys. It's mm-hmm. just it's so much fun for me. I love being a fly on that on that wall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were we spent time in July. We were in Key West with Topino. And mm-hmm. I think I was just telling you, they they uh have this they turned like one of those vans into a mobile office, which is just like oh, yeah. so right. badass. Super cool. It's like ridiculous. It was also <laughs> I'm surprised a, I
0: haven't seen more of it's like a a fantastic idea. It,
1: oh, I mean, just incredible. Sorry, Andrew, if I blew it for you. No. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if that was proprietary. Um, but, it, I mean, it was awesome. And not just because of the air conditioning for July and Key West, which was clutch. But, um, yeah, just at, we, we weren't around with Andrew. We were traveling around with his sister, Lizzie, who does mm. all of their social media. Sure. So seeing her interact with, like, oh, hey, so-and-so, like, she knew – she knew all of these guys, right? Just from like walking up and kind of doing what we do, right? Like she's just always there with a camera trying to capture things. She she happens to have the last name Topino, so yeah, she, right? So it's a little different. A little it's, help. it's yeah. helpful. Yeah. A little bit of help. But we were with their um I think he's the director <clears throat> of operations and he is a guy like if I remember correctly, he came over from Cuba. And like start like started his his career with Topino, like and worked his way all the way up and is just like a fountain of knowledge. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is insane listening to this man. And he knows everything about the company too. He's been there through everything, you know, multiple generations of the Topino family, right? Like now he's he's working with, I think, what is it, generation two or three, right? Like I mean, it's nuts.
0: Three going into four, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. are hundred years old.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy, and I mean, their – shout out to Charlie Chapino and Sons because I'm telling you, they Key West does not exist without them. Mm-hmm. Just like historically, yeah. I mean, what they their impact on the Keys is just bananas. Oh, no, it's crazy. It,
0: I mean, some of these. I mean, it's like that's like a Mike Reed with Huntsville, or yeah. I mean, there's these people and families that have built. Yeah. Entire towns, cities, communities, they've they've done it. Yep. They've done it.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane. It it's crazy. I don't think for the Topinos, I don't think that I've seen I don't think I've seen a single partner that's got as much or as as I don't want to say aggressive because I feel like that's got like a negative connotation, but like as huge of a market share <laughs> as as they do. Like they are just they are. They are construction in the keys. Like it, just nothing happens without them. It,
0: I think. I think the only one I've seen close is Mike Reed. Yeah. Like he just yeah. Huntsville, Reed. That was really it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, uh, it, that's the nice thing with being on an island.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Once you're there, right? You're there.
1: Yeah. Well, they planted that flag in the ground. I'm telling you, they're they're a red and yellow kind of town now.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the most dominant companies, too, always have materials associated with it. Mm-hmm. Because then… You and can, they
1: were creative.
0: Yep. You can be a hell of a lot more competitive than everybody else if, oh, you're, yeah. if you're also creating the materials. And oh, they yeah. have all the concrete. Uh, all of it. And aggregate and everything.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Their operation is nuts.
0: I'm excited to go down there. I'm going to go down there in January.
1: Have you been yet? No.
0: Oh. Yeah. I was going to go this month or next month. It just didn't work out timing-wise. So, I'm going to go
1: I think the guys are back in January next week the week after they're going back for shoot number two.
0: I can't even keep
2: track
1: anymore. Yeah. oh I mean I, so I'm not I'm not gonna like let the cat out of the bag, but I mean I'm happy to be able to be more focused with them
0: yeah well and 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 that's where we're going is I mean essentially the cat out of the bag is we're just really going all in on video media mm-hmm. and focusing on what we're really good at and mm-hmm. what we've been good at since day one. And that's what I started the business on. That's what we've built the business on. And that's the future of the business, largely, is there's a lot of other stuff there that we're going to get into, and I haven't talked a whole lot about it publicly. But uh, storytelling is the way we really accomplish our mission and further our mission. Mm-hmm. Is And that's a huge—that's one of the big problems—perception. Yeah. People, people just look down upon the blue-collar world. People don't even— no, the I think it's less about them looking down upon it and them just not even really understanding it's a thing.
1: Yeah, that that's all that it is. Yeah, that's all that it is. At, yeah. There isn't. I mean, I come from a blue collar family. My my dad sold cars growing up. Didn't go to college. You know, had I had a lovely life growing up. You know, it's there was there is no. There was never going to be a shade of me that was like, I don't know if I want to work in this industry because of it's just, it's just an awareness thing. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's all that this is. It's just an awareness thing. And it's whether or not we're talking about shining a light on a particular person or the industry at large, a particular company. It all has it all kind of contributes to this this bigger story, which is what's exciting about the storytelling kind of opportunity that we have because it's not just one storytelling opportunity. There's so many different sort of angles and ways that we can tell that story in so many different formats and all this stuff. So it's exciting to get to like dig my teeth into it and really start to think like how do we level all this stuff up because we can keep doing more and do different stuff and, sure. you know.
0: Well, and it's been – and I've, I've – valued i mean i value the fact that you don't have an industry experience more than i have before because i think that's a lot of what we're trying to do here Mm -hmm. is make a lot of this i mean that's what we're trying to do is get the word out about the industry to people that aren't necessarily in the industry Mm -hmm. and this is what i get i I get criticized for all the time like even this morning one of the comments was it's not called a bulldozer it's called dozer it's like i fucking know that it's called a dozer (laughs) I understand, but what a society refer to it as? They refer to it as a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. And I get you understand how a scraper operation works. Good for you. we mm-hmm. We'll pat you on the wow. Okay. Good. Like I'm I'm trying to explain it for everybody so that a somebody in the industry can still keep can still appreciate what I have to say, but then also my mom can watch it and be like, "Oh, oh scrapers. Yeah. That's pretty cool." Right. And people they, they miss that point. Um, and you need, you need a blend of both.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had a recent, you know, I find myself having, um, slightly challenging conversations sometimes because I feel like I really, I feel like I've really put a lot of effort into trying to bridge the gap. Right. Mm -hmm. And like really, really trying to understand. And what I've found sometimes, like to your point of like, yeah, we get it. It's called a, a frigging dozer if you're in the industry. But how many times have you like the chip on your shoulder just keeps getting deeper and deeper because you feel like you're being left out of something?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do you want to do that? To, like why? Like why are we fighting fire with fire here? Like this is crazy. Yeah. Like you don't. We don't need to be that proud about stuff, right? Like it, it's okay. We'll we'll get there. But like why? Like why do you have to alienate fifty percent of or more of of your audience before you make it out the door in the morning. Like this is nuts. You don't have to do that.
0: I don't, But that's why one of our values is stay humble or be humbled. Mm-hmm. We don't do this without an immense sense of humility. Yeah. And that's every time I tour someone through the office, a thing I note is all the portraits on the the wall and the meeting rooms. And it's just the industry's woven throughout the business. Mm-hmm. There's not pictures of buildwood everywhere. No, And like you go into an office and it's going to be pictures of their work and what they do. Uh-huh. That's important. Mm-hmm. And sure, having pictures of our people would be, there'd be value there, but there's more value in, this is to celebrate the industry and to remind us these are the people we serve. Mm-hmm. This is the industry. It's not about us. It's about these people who bust their ass every single day and frankly work way harder than we will ever work. Sure. And, yeah. and we're, we're there to serve them. And if we forget that and think it's about us. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. Yep. It's it's the humility factors critical.
1: And it's not bullshit. That's the thing. Like, you hear no. that every, every company says that. Right. It's not about us. It's about our customers or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's bullshit 70% of the time. Yeah. That might even be generous. It's not bullshit here. It's just not like no. This is not on accident.
0: Like, no. No. Well, that's why I can like if I'm criticized for like it's all about me or I'm, you know, trying to make a bunch of money. Or it's like, that's the dumbest thing you could say to me. Cause I like I know for a fact that's not true yeah. at all and you're just speaking out of the like out of your ass it doesn't right. make sense
1: it just shows that you're ignorant <laughs> like okay you haven't taken the the 2 seconds it would take for you to like do the background research to figure out who this guy is right like hey tiktok buckle up
0: oh uh, yeah i'm not going away <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just said this morning i was like hey i hate to tell you but i think we're going to probably we're going to probably have to start doing some
0: some stuff on tiktok i know Oh, Matt, I saw, Matt's been posting on there. I yeah. saw a
2: conversation with, uh, it was like Gary Vee and somebody else. And like, I don't subscribe to everything Gary Vee puts out into the world, mm-hmm. certainly, but he was talking to someone about TikTok. And he's like, there are companies that skipped Twitter that just don't engage on Twitter. And that hurts them. If you skip on TikTok, your business is going to fail.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's just like, yeah. it, it is far too important to like the next generation of people in the world Yep. that if you don't engage there and truly treat it as like a real thing you're going to look like an idiot. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I
0: was like, yeah, I, I you agree. are right. Yeah. Well, they've already it. they've already passed time on app. Uh they've already passed Instagram.
2: Yep. Yeah. Mhm. It's I, huge.
1: Oh. I was at um so I saw Gary Vee speak like, I want to say like six or seven years ago at like a forays advertising event or something Mm -hmm. like that, a strategy event that I was at. Um, and he was incredible then, like the way he's blown up is just ridiculous. It's insane. It's just insane. Kudos to him for that. Um, uh, but I remember being at, um, HubSpot's big, big event inbound that they do every year in Boston, um, I was there maybe three years ago or something. And I remember, maybe it was four years ago even, talking about TikTok then as like, okay, marketers of the world, like this is happening. Like get no. on board. This is happening. It's going to be everywhere. Not sure as shit. Here we are.
2: How long until we make Aaron start doing TikTok trends? Oh, that's yeah. what That's what Matt, he keeps telling me. He's like, dude, if you just did one TikTok dance, this thing would blow up.
1: Like, he I, says that
2: to me probably three times a day <laughs> when we travel. I, <laughs> Maybe we can do that with, like, a piece of machinery. Oh. You know, like, real slow motion. Just, like… Skid steer. I don't know, man. That would be pretty funny. We have a piece of machinery. We've got one. It looks like a cow. Does it work?
0: It does. I got an Uh-oh. update. It's actually t- totally good. They didn't have to replace anything on it. What? Yeah.
1: I thought that it needed a new engine.
0: Um, Potentially, but I shut the thing off, like, quick. Yeah. So… I'm a partial idiot, not a total idiot.
1: Hey, hey, Dirt World community! Do you remember when Aaron Witt flipped his kids here?
0: <laughs> I think that I, I was on a podcast the other day with 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 two other guys. That was the first question. Mm-hmm. Like, so, just give us a play by play on oh. on what was going through your mind. And I was like. Like never on my job site, you'd be fired. You're never gonna get away from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for for all of for all of you that are like, this is a serious matter, like we know. We, we
0: get it <laughs> correct. We get
1: it. We know. Yeah. Like do not mistake our like <laughs> hassling of Aaron Witt as no. us thinking that it was a big joke. We know. Everybody can cool it. Like, oh, take a breath. It was a content
2: stunt. Of course. That's obviously Clearly, why we did that it. That wasn't
1: even a real skid steer. <laughs>
2: the frustrating thing is, like… <laughs> it was a toy. <laughs> most, I've been through more safety oh, safety
0: training and real-world scenarios than most of these people have oh. in, like, a 30-year period yeah. with how condensed and how many… And, sure, they have more experience over a time perspective, but, like, we don't… If we, Would our business have any success whatsoever if we were just, like, safety… Screw that! <laughs> I think it's stupid. Oh, no, no,
1: we <laughs> wouldn't be. Thing.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't be let in anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not. An, I'm not that big of an idiot. Do I think some of the rules are stupid? Totally. Mm-hmm. We talk about it on po- on the podcast. I'm starting to be a little bit more vocal about it because the rules are just getting more and more stupid. Yeah. Um, but we take it really, really damn seriously. Yeah, because we have to. Like because again, we speak the language of the industry. We understand where the industry's at, and we're we're here to serve.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, some of the, the comments on on LinkedIn after that, I was like, "What?" what? I loved it.
0: Oh, I read like, what
1: all. What is happening right now? What the hell is happening? <laughs> oh I my know. god!
0: I, uh, but I've talked about this all times. Like people call me stupid. Like you're right. Thank Check. you. I agree.
1: Yes, thanks. I've for already the-
0: said it a hundred times on the internet. So you're, you're just
1: anyone that's ever worked with me knows one of my favorite phrases is like, "Oh yeah, thanks for the feedback." <laughs> Thanks for that feedback.
0: (laughs) Super appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So coming down the road, we're going to be doing a hell of a lot more storytelling, huh? It's not going away anytime soon?
1: No, not going away anytime soon. We're like about to, I mean, we've been having fun. We're going to have some friggin' fun. Holy crap. And I think,
0: like, I don't, the, the whole we're just getting started thing is kind of annoying. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, he goes into cool stuff. You're buckle do up. Cool stuff
2: just wait, yeah. guys. <laughs> but it's
0: like,
1: I've said buckle up I think, at least three times I've, on this podcast. I know. I've,
0: I've, that's one of my favorite phrases. But, and it sounds stupid when other people say it, but re- that's where we're at right now.
2: It's but, like, but world, shit. when
1: Aaron Witt says it,
2: it's really buckle fucking up, cool. Buckle up, gang. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just makes me think of like so many, like, I just see people, like, guys, really exciting stuff coming up. Just stay tuned. And then they just, like, go radio silent and never put, put anything, anything out anything. in the world.
0: Yeah. And those people drive in. Or or the people that haven't done anything. Like, mm. just you wait. Like, we're going to do some sick shit. It's like, we've already done some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Like, the video we just played for oh. everybody last oh. night. Like, we we put together this whole documentary for the first time ever to yep. explain what I'm talking about. It Seriously, like, I was watching Netflix.
1: Yeah, we we all had moments where we were like, <laughs> you "Holy shit!" Yeah, it
0: extraordinarily.
2: Mm. I wanted to watch it on well like a, a real screen, like not yeah. my phone or my laptop. You know we, what I mean? We we, yeah. we fired yeah, we it, up it up on the TV <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. out here. You have to watch and it. We in literally here. did yeah. oh, like a dude. screening. That would be rad. Turn on yeah. the lights Yeah. Off. yeah. Hey, oh, we, hell yeah! We, it's, we it's, could well do that after it. this on your
0: screen. But but and that's like the starting point right now. We see that we're just like. Oh, the opportunity here mm-hmm. now is or the training. How mm. many, how many videos you guys just shot in one session? Yeah, we yeah, we did five straight days of shooting
1: for like all these micro learning <laughs> things. We actually just reviewed maybe four or five other ones yesterday. And we've got a working session right now that oh yeah. Um our guys are with the editing team right now and they're getting together and it's crazy. And we're going to do some cool stuff too. Like the, the training content that we're doing is fun because there's there's creative people that are behind it too. Mm-hmm. This isn't just like boring like adult education stuff. Totally. There is a level of storytelling that we're bringing to this too that, I mean, we're talking about doing some really cool stuff with like 3D modeling and yeah. just to like kind of bring this thing off of the screen too. To supplement things, because I'm excited. Training is boring, right? Like we that that is not build with though. Like build with is not boring. Like we, if there's anything that that I'm trying to do here is to not make boring content that that the dirt world's gonna have to sit through for hours on hours. There's already plenty of that. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't need that. No, if you want that, go and go and like pay someone five dollars for it.
0: Well, but this is where going back to the original point. I used to really heavily value dirt world people. Well, we need some agency people here or there but i've i've learned that the creatives are essential to the process you can't do it without them but it's like like i like the marines i I talked to Dan about marines it's like the grunts in the field they're they're have the they have the priority over the organization like the organization knows that they support those people with rifles actually out the field but those people with rifles out in the field couldn't do shit without the rest of the organization at the same time right um and and not that one's more important than the other it's just understanding like that's the tip of the spear but it's all
1: we're all together in this all
0: together yeah it all works together and you if you don't have one piece the whole thing falls apart mhm
1: yeah and it's you know it's been interesting bringing guys from the dirt world into that world too mm-hmm. right Like, the the world of production, especially when you're dealing with something, the type of content that we're shooting for the training stuff is very different, right? Like, I mean, it's the polar opposite, essentially, of what it is that we're, you know, what we're used to shooting, right? This isn't just, like, we're shooting, like, the beauty of... Yes, there's that, but like there's a very concrete sort of thing we have to accomplish with this stuff. So um it's been interesting finding the right guys to um and ladies just that will be a priority. Mm-hmm. Um uh it's been, you know, it's really it, like finding the right the right people to put in front of a camera to like get the knowledge out of their brains, then package it into something that is useful. But bringing them along the process of like, this is how we're going to shoot this. This is how we're going to approach this. So, because it's more than just like throw tripod with camera in front of human and get what you get. Get the mic
2: and we're done. We could do it
1: that way, right? Like we could do it that way, but like I promise you don't want to watch it. Uh I just promise. So I've had to have conversations where it's like, I need you to just let me, I need you to let us do our thing. Like, we are representing you. We want to make sure that we're doing this the right way. We're doing this different. Though. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not, you know, like this is not the run of the mill, like, you know, post up with a GoPro type of thing. There's some of that stuff that we can do, but it's all going to be layered and we're, we're trying to do something different and better and cooler here. We're trying to like, this is like the future of, this is the future of the dirt world, right? Like we have an opportunity here. We want to mm-hmm. level everything
0: up. Mm-hmm. Level it up. Oh, yeah. We're not playing small here. No. We're not trying to make some, make a little bit of money and, all right, that was fun. We'll be on our way. No, no,
1: Right. No, no. Oh, yeah. No, I keep making – how many times have we made the joke? Like, we created a monster. Yeah. Now we need to keep feeding the monster. Like, yes. this is not something that we just – you know, it was like, you just wait, – we're going to do something cool. And then we did one cool thing and we're like, uh, maybe we just don't do that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. nope. Mm-mm. Nope. We've got no, several monsters now that we're feeding. <laughs> constantly I can't keep up with all the cool shit we're doing anymore. It's awesome mm-hmm. it's insane I it is and you know what for as much as we clown the guys in the the content guys the shit that they get done and uh, I've been having to beg them I'm like guys Chell I, I can't say this enough. I don't want you guys traveling more than three weeks out of a month. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have to stop. Like, we get it. Your machines, you will die. <laughs> like, stop <laughs> eventually doing this. Is this bad. this yeah. eventually, this right. doesn't work out so well. Um. So, you know, we're not interested in killing any of our people along the way, but we're doing some cool shit. We're gonna it, keep doing more.
0: Well, yeah, and it's. I mean, uh, that's the other thing too. A lot of people out in the field, and these are like these people. Are the minority. It's it's very rare, but they'll they'll give. Give us shit because it's like, wow, that's that's a really easy job. You just take pictures. And you're like, dude, you, you have, have no, no idea. fucking <laughs> clue how much it takes to go get to four cities in four days. Right. And do that every week. Like mm-hmm. I I'm telling you, like I am pretty youthful and healthy, and it beats the hell out of me. Yep. So we can trade places. Like I and and I'd probably be shit at your job, you'd be shit at my job. We'd mm-hmm. learn real quick. It, it's mm-hmm. what they do is brutal. I mean, even like Angel and Brian, stuck in DFW. Again, I don't know how many times. Yeah, How many nights has Angel slept at DFW? Too too many, and I I feel so bad for that guy sometimes.
1: I've already said we either need to, like, get a lease for an apartment in Dallas. So, like, when that shit happens, he's got somewhere to go and doesn't have to worry about it. Or we just need to just, like, take DFW off the table. The problem is
0: if you fly American, you can't take DFW off the table. Don't fly American. It's the biggest hub.
1: Well, Aaron, we're waiting for our plane.
0: I I know. We are. It's true. But then the hub is going to be Nashville for the plane. Yeah. Build it Airlines hub. Yeah, I mean. Nashville, Tennessee.
1: We already know. He's <laughs> got like a big grant. Did Nashville, did the city of Nashville hire you <laughs> to like promote our city?
2: I get kickbacks from the mayor. Yeah, I figured. You know all the, <laughs> it's like those California commercials where they have like movie stars and like yep. professional surfers. It's just Aaron Witt. Just Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Witt. <laughs> It's
0: gonna be great. You come on to first.
2: Yeah. Come on down to Nashville. <laughs> Welcome
0: to Nashville, Tennessee. You know what? That's what we're going to shoot a I'm wearing like a guitar around, <laughs> around yeah. my neck. Just I like strumming I it. Yeah, can't I really play. I, <laughs> I have
1: ideas. Oh, I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make you shoot a commercial for the city of Nashville. Yeehaw. And we're going to shoot. Yeehaw.
0: It. I'm happy to do it. Do, I want to start doing Christmas cards. I want to start doing really stupid commercials.
1: Great. Approved. Yeah. Love
0: that. Yeah. I want to do… She's…
1: You know, your girl… <laughs> I've produced some commercials. I want to do… She's <laughs> some stupid, stupid commercials some before. Some stupid
0: shit <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. I want to do some stupid shit.
2: <laughs> no, but I've done some cool shit. Yeah. Also cool. Also cool. Well, cool, cool? cool
0: stupid shit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, this was a treat.
2: Yeah. That was what?
0: fun. How are we time-wise, huh?
2: We're at 52 minutes. 52 minutes. That's not very long at all.
1: Who doesn't want to spend more time with me? I'm kidding. We can end this.
2: Mm. I've, we did a fun podcast a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago.
1: We did in my living room. Mm-hmm.
2: Does it come mm-hmm. out soon? I, don't know. I, it that, I haven't listened come to Kate's yet. to a week from today. I really enjoy the internal Man, interviews. Doing them in person was like a whole new experience. It's just podcasting a person is yeah. not comparable to remote. It, I really don't enjoy remote. I just feel like I'm like hosting a podcast when I'm doing it. It's like a job. Yeah. Whereas this is, we're just just shooting the poop. Just, yeah. yeah. It I, was, could do, I could do that every day.
1: It was fun. It was very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I got to host him and yeah, it take, was all, him, it was all take him to our place. good
0: news is everybody listening to this will not have the chance to listen to it.
2: What? Well, I can cut. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. The best way to listen to this is to get hired at BuildWit.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear Lori's exclusive interview with Alex Horton from two weeks ago. <laughs> no. Apply
2: BuildWit, Build It dot com. Hey. Check us out. Yeah. It'll take a while, but eventually you'll be able to listen and, and
0: maybe one day.
1: Come on in. We're hiring. I really am a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, truly. <laughs>
0: All right, Lori. Well, uh, thanks for stopping by the Dirt Talk Studios. We'll let you let you get by, back to work. Great. Sounds good.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lori. Doodles.
2: Check. Check.